0: It's Monday, September 13th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. With Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 207, and it was Tyler's
1: birthday this past weekend. How'd it go, sir? True that. It went fantastic. I had a lovely weekend because my family is amazing to me.
0: Awesome. You're an old man now, almost.
1: True that. Almost.
0: You're almost within 10 years of being over the hill.
1: So <laughs> Wait, Almost there. But <laughs> over the hill was 40 course 50 i thought over the hill was 50 it's 50 it's that's the new one it's that's not where it used to be that is oh. that is it is oh it used to be 40 everybody's really 40th birthday was the black balloon birthday
0: oh, oh because it's the average midpoint in life mm. <laughs> it says i just googled it over the hill age some sites proclaim that as you turn 40 you're over the hill. Apparently 40 is the average midpoint in life. Before that, you were a high achieving young person. But after your fortieth birthday, you are <laughs> on the <laughs> high birthday, You are on the slow, irreversible decline to boring, musty old age. <laughs> like,
1: that's geez. fantastic. Wow, that is that is dark. Good job, that's, Google. That's awful.
0: That's the first thing that comes up if you just Google over the hill age. That's oh awesome. man. Well, happy not yet over the hill birthday thanks congratulations
1: yeah. i've been rounding oh, yeah. up since 35 though so oh
0: so you've been 40 for a few years
1: it's 40 for years
0: man okay <laughs> let's get into uh let's get into today in tech history this one's a bit of a stretch on the tech so nothing super exciting on today in tech so i just went to history.com which is where i get some of these the closest one so this one's actually listed under what did it say it said like Technology and something or other. So it's a bit of a stretch, but it was kind of funny. All right. September thirteenth, guess the year. Oprah gives away nearly three hundred new cars. It was on September thirteenth, TV talk show host Oprah Winfrey. She gave a brand new Pontiac G six sedan worth about twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars to everyone in her studio audience. A total of two hundred and seventy six cars. What do you think?
1: That's a lot of cars. What when did this happen?
0: yeah what year we play this game every time what year that's true
1: i I got confused um (laughs) 19 wait what was the what car
0: uh pontiac g6 worth two twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars and she gave out how many of them 276 well so there's a bit of a technicality here i'll give you a little bit more details So Oprah told her producers to fill the crowd with people who quote, desperately needed the cars. And when she announced the prize by jumping up and down, waving a giant key ring and yelling, everybody gets a car. Everybody gets a car. Uh, there was mayhem, there was crying, screaming, delirium, uh, people fainting. And, uh, it was as one media expert told a reporter, one of the great promotional stunts in the history of television. Now, it goes on to call this a scandal. I wouldn't really call it a scandal, but the things it gets into is it basically says that Pontiac paid for it, not Oprah, because it was a promotional stunt. And then part of that episode uh, was Oprah going in and and um, checking out the production line and you know gushing over the car satellite radios and navigation systems and all this kind of fun stuff. And then everyone got home and they realized that they had federal and state income taxes to pay, uh, which equaled about $6,000 <laughs> for... Yeah. $6,000 for most people. So a lot of people were like, you know, they either sold the car or whatever. Uh, but you know, people were saying it's more of a 75% off car. Still not a bad deal though. So
1: yeah, I, I would say, I wouldn't would really call a it a scandal. For a car. <laughs> yeah. I would call it a great uh, deal for a car. So it's definitely in my mind in the 1990s, um, I don't know cars well enough to know why we would have handed out a Pontiac G6. I'm going to go with 93.
0: Okay. Uh, so Pontiac G6 was a midsize car that was introduced in 2004 until 2010.
1: Well, I was spot on then. <laughs> 2004 was the year she did this. i didn't know when it was released it felt like something that somebody would have done in the 90s with all their money but clearly i was wrong yeah
0: yeah no worries right cool um that's the closest thing i really had to uh to any sort of you know technology stuff in today's history dude there's uh, a we've got some stuff to talk about you want to start
1: um no (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh
1: no okay okay okay
0: <laughs> did you see the news this morning uh where litecoins twitter account tweeted that walmart was now adopting and accepting litecoin and then within so, like 20 minutes they deleted it
1: that's hilarious uh i saw the headline and i saw that you put it into our notes but i did not yes. read the 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 thing so i assume their uh twitter it was account a scam was article hexered yeah,
0: no, it wasn't. It was really? a scam so somebody article. Somebody mistweeted it. Well, I wouldn't even say mistweeted it, but whoever the social media team for Litecoin didn't <laughs> didn't do their due diligence. Somebody oh. create like posted a fake article.
1: I and- mis I misheard. I thought that Walmart's Twitter account posted it, which would have no, been far Litecoin. more. You know, yeah that that makes way more sense. That's just yeah. Ooh, there's news. Mash the button.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: But yep. yeah, that's that's and, not a uh, good
0: look right and then the the coins um, you know the the ticker symbol if you went and looked at it it had like a an instant 20 30 percent green candle that just shot up and if you look at it at the 15 minute chart it immediately just crashed right back down to the same level because it, Walmart came out and said "Uh, yeah this is fake and then now there's speculation saying eh, nobody knows if this is really true or not but I would I would suspect that it's 100 percent fake but it was kind of interesting. And so it's a regular reminder to realize that um, you are in a casino if you're, yeah. you're betting on crypto. <laughs> it's a casino. Uh, so yeah, this hilarious. was a false press release that uh, that claimed Walmart would accept the cryptocurrency Litecoin, which there was a whole bunch of people mm, mocking it. Uh, there was some pretty funny tweets around it because Litecoin is not really a, a currency that. Too many people take seriously. And if you're all in on Litecoin, I'm mm. uh,
1: sorry. I don't uh, know if I would agree with that at all, especially because it was for a very long time a top three coin. Like literally, if you were yes, talking about it is not build, you were talking about yes, that is that is accurate. But most right. coins aren't top three coins and we still talk about them.
0: Correct. Yeah, Litecoin is uh they're number 15 in coin market cap right now,
1: which is that's, a that's pretty high drop up off
0: because they yeah, but their market cap off, is true. Their, their market cap is eleven point nine billion, right? And uh your top two are at 835 billion and 377 billion. Yeah. Cardano's at 77 it's, billion.
1: Wow. So anyway, uh, even Doge uh, Cardano's is three times. Cardano's smart contracts really catapulted that. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Ray Ray. Dogecoin is worth three times as much as Litecoin. Anyway, uh all that to say, you know, if you see stuff that comes in like that, you know. Take some take some time. Take some due diligence. Don't jump on stuff right as like, you know, because you're just gonna get you're gonna get stuck paying a thirty percent premium on something, and immediately it's gonna crash back down. So even if stuff does go up really fast, then just wait till it pulls right back down. And you, if you do want to get into it, then whatever. Anyway, not financial advice. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious because uh, Twitter was on fire about it this morning, and uh, it seemed seemed kind of entertaining. So it didn't. It did not. It did not even remotely seem real. In my brain, I was just like, what? Really? Walmart? Litecoin? I don't know. So, (laughs) okay. Uh, What else we got here? This is one I didn't get to read yet, but seems super interesting. Um, This is in the Wall Street Journal this morning. How Amazon would be affected by California's warehouse quotas bill. Um, Let's see here. California is taking aim. So California is taking aim at the grievances of some Amazon uh, warehouse employees who have complained about the pace at which the company requires them to sort packages, injuries, and surveillance they face on the job. If enacted, a new state law would require Amazon to disclose any quotas it applies to workers in the state, a step the bill supporters say would allow regulators to assess whether its employees have sufficient time for breaks, remember the pee bottle stuff, Uh, or if performance goals are affecting the health and safety of workers in other ways um mm. let's see the bill would be the first to require more transparency about a central facet of working for the high tech or for the tech giant which has become the nation's second largest private employer i don't know what do you think about this
1: what God i lose you I, yeah for a ch- second there um uh, my audio dropped out what what was the so what what are they what are they telling amazon where'd it go where's that <laughs>
0: Well, they're basically.
1: Would you oh, say the, yeah? Oh, the way this is they're, the warehouse quotas, right? I haven't read yes, this. Article. Yes, yes, yes. Warehouse quotas. Now.
0: Yeah. So basically, all the California legislation is basically saying uh, that it'll be a bill that says that any because of the harsh working uh, conditions, as the warehouse um, workers claim, yeah. that uh, the 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 state wants transparency about what Amazon. Um, uses to track the productivity of the, oh, uh, the warehouse? Like, what do they care about? What do they look at? Um, yeah. How often, you know, w- what are the quotas in terms of how many boxes somebody should be packaging or how sure, often sure. they are allowed to take yeah. breaks? Or what, what do you think I about that? I
1: don't know, like... It, this is definitely a fuzzy line. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. it's a bit of an overreach for a government agency to say, hey, tell us you know, how you're determining productivity, stuff like that. What's important? Because I, I think it's really easy to argue that distribution is a competitive advantage and uh, that's proprietary information. Like if it's... Yeah if they're tracking the way people are picking up boxes and they have found that they can increase productivity by, you know, basically alerting the ones that are doing it wrong, um, that that's not something that government needs to know. And it certainly isn't something your competitors need to know in my, in my opinion. Um, that said well, something that they. no, sorry, go ahead. I, well, I, I think it, I think it, transparency's transparency is kind of a, it's, I guess it's the right word there, but it's also a little bit funky. I feel like this should fall to something like OSHA. Like, is there a requirement that says you can or can't, or are yeah. you doing something wrong? Who is auditing what Amazon is doing? Because we do do that sort of stuff, especially if there are lots of complaints. Right. So if there are a bunch of work workplace complaints, and the implication is, or explicitly stated, you know, this is dangerous, or it's not good for mental health, or physical health, or whatever it is, then Amazon should be audited and I feel like the process of that audit should be able to find out a lot of that stuff but again yeah. if it is actually a competitive differentiator I don't know why OSHA would need to see how they're determining somebody is being productive it should be obvious when you're like, how do you clock in how do you clock out when are you paid how are you paid that kind of stuff yeah. is it safe i and and i know that's not, like that's not should be like internal OSHA audit stuff, audit but type we, we stuff. have yeah well, but we, there are other organizations in, too, like the uh, wage theft, of, for instance. Yeah. Uh, I forget the, the organization, the federal yeah, organization theft. that deals with wage theft, but it's the same thing. If if employees are saying, hey, Amazon makes me put on, uh, you know, like a full body radiation suit and a respirator, but they don't pay me until I'm suited up. Well, that's, that's considered wage theft, right? Because they're saying you right. have to wear special equipment and you're not being paid while you put it on. You're an hourly worker. We define those rules. If you get a bunch of complaints, which as many employees as they have, my guess is that they get complaints about everything, some of it not sure. real. But at the end of the day, a federal organization that should be looking into stuff like that to make sure that it is safe and fair and appropriate, legal, uh, they should have the visibility they need. I don't feel like the state legislature of California has any business understanding what it is that Amazon tracks and why. Put it that way.
0: Yeah. So Amazon uh warehouse workers are often referring to the sorting requirements as quote making rate, right? And then so they'll go on one of them was quoted as saying the pressure to make rate is very stressful and for many warehouse workers they have to cut corners in safety to make rates. So that's what they're trying to dig into um and, and figure it out. So
1: Well yeah. I just found out something uh, really goofy about Google. Yeah, hit me with it. What? what Google happened? has They have family management, right? So like you can create um, email addresses for kids and stuff like that. And I would think if you have done this, you would have run into this. You can't have more than five people in a family group. Yes. Kind of a problem for families like, well, I don't know, the Buleys? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Why would they do that? Yep. (laughs) Correct. It's super annoying, and That's I have a right. family of five, so I just learned something about the email addresses that I set up for my kids. And uh, the answer is nope. the reason I couldn't get the one I wanted is because I already had it.
0: It's not even. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So it's not even Google. I I like I come across that all, all over the place. I can't come up with any That's off the top crazy. of my head, but I can. I specifically remember like signing up for family things all over the place, and it's like it maxes out at five people. Period. Like you That's shouldn't, really you know. The average family is two point two kids or two point <laughs> whatever, uh, you know. So you don't deserve to have four kids or five kids or six kids, whatever.
1: Yeah, clearly, you so. know that that is a that is a problem. Also, uh, but I am literally laughing here because I forgot that I set up email addresses for my kids like a long time ago when they were born, and yeah. uh, and but I had them saved right, and and it's just not. Did you forget that, that you, that you bought them some thinking. Bitcoin? A long oh, the time I, ago when i wish i'm looking at the emails now did i, <laughs> did I send you cryptocurrency in 2011 um <laughs> but but i'm i'm laughing because i was setting up uh, a an account for my youngest and, and for whatever reason his email wasn't saved in my google account and so i was like oh no did I forget to get his name at gmail.com um and so i typed in the email i wanted and it said unavailable so i you know typed in one with his whole middle name or something like that better than better than not right and uh yeah. and then it, that's when i got the warning it said you have too many too many people in your family account and i was like oh really and so i went and looked and sure enough the email tied to my son is the first email i tried to get that said it was unavailable so now i have both mm. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah the problems. sorry not internet me. no big deal but no, I didn't um, know that they had family limits. That that seems awful. Yeah. Yeah. You hear
0: that? Okay. That uh, internal Facebook documents. There was a ton of them just leaked. I don't know if you saw any of that stuff, but the Wall Street Journal just got its hands on the biggest trove of documents ever leaked from Facebook. And there's a, there's a bunch of different stuff out there people are tweeting about, uh, one of which was, um, I guess the there was something that Trump tweeted about the uh, I think the the January 6th thing and um, the algorithm or whatever all that kind of stuff would have said you know hey take this down and Zuckerberg specifically there was an internal memo that said no leave this up right and so there's a bunch of people going nuts about that about how Zuck stepped in and specifically determined that that should stay up that was leaked and then there's another um, Internal. Let's see. Internal Facebook documents detail X Check. I guess they have an internal program called X Check that shields VIP users from normal content enforcement policies, uh, which included over 5.8 million users in 2020. Wow. Uh, let's see. Yeah, give, gives millions of celebrities, politicians, and other high-profile users special treatment—a privilege that many abuse. Now, uh, this isn't this isn't unique to Facebook. Twitter does the same thing. Um, You know, but but they basically just shield athletes and celebrities and uh, journalists and all that kind of stuff because they don't want to frustrate them um, and then end up getting a bad look whenever they post something that gets uh, reacted to by an algorithm. Right. If they just if they just uh, take down the average, you know, Jane Doe's account because they tweeted about, you know,
1: all five of their friends or whatever. So mad about it exactly
0: exactly yeah but if they did it to you know 50 cent or something and you know whatever
1: whatever right 50 cent what did so he do? what did he do to you Beaulie? <laughs> i don't know just don't be bad mouth and 50 cent i'm not not even close Curtis, something uh, or other right
0: <laughs> yeah uh curtis what is his name i don't remember but i felt like curtis is the right Curtis the right jackson name. i think is that right Curtis Jackson, You're that's not right. Stuff up, Don't make stuff. Yeah, Curtis James Jackson the oh, 3rd. killed it. Known professionally as 50 Cent.
1: 50 Cent. Good, good for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: yeah, I I I get that. It's just more yeah. Like right, it's, I mean,
0: it's just it's it's more stuff on Facebook that doesn't surprise me.
1: Um Yeah. geez I don't know. Also, it, that doesn't really feel like rules for the not for me kind of stuff. I, I understand why on a platform like that, especially uh, with that particular example out there, right? Like there mm-hmm. is there is something that just goes beyond what's legal and you really have to look at like the social impact of having something algorithmically deciding that a head of state can't say certain things, right? Yeah. Um. So... Bypassing the algorithm and and letting a human make a judgment call there, I, it's fine if they can handle that. And and there's no way if you're going to do this anywhere that you're going to be able to apply it fairly all over the place. But I, I just don't I don't even think that that's an expectation that should be had. Yeah. Right. Like they're, they're yeah. honestly that sounds like trying to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why I can't figure out quite where I stand on this. I mean, I always have a negative take on Facebook. It feels like. You get people that are maybe overreacting to some of this or maybe, you know.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, but the, the a, thing is that that the human looking at it and making a judgment call, If if you disagree with the judgment call that they made, that is a potential downside of the same thing. Someone, yeah. probably Zuck in this case, made the decision that it is better to look at this, make a call and own that decision than just saying, sorry, the algorithm applies to everybody and it stopped that tweet. One of those okay. has a worse public reaction than the other, but both of them are going to, you know, get someone's ire if not a lot, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's all kinds. I mean, the tweets on this are just unending, right? Um, here's a couple oh, samples. Everybody's got. How can anyone it. work at Comms at Facebook? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> every day, there's a new leak which shows how they've lied, how they've deceived someone, and behaved unethically. the The company is irredeemable, reputation wise. A bunch of people saying that. No, there's no. Somebody is price saying. And see
1: if the market agrees. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, Facebook is building a two-tier society that offers privileges to VIP users. Um,
1: Three hundred and seventy-five dollars a share. It does not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, it goes on and on and on and well, on. Lots of people but, unhappy.
1: But but that makes sense. Like some of those comments, I I, I get it. Right. There. That's the. What I was trying to say I don't know if it came across clearly with the rules for the not for me kind of stuff is that they are creating sort of different classes but I think I think we have to be really careful about leaving an algorithm to clear stuff up and we also have to be careful of that being a convenient excuse to deplatform people right. um so I don't I like that we have discourse here I I don't know that it should be as what is it, vitriolic as it is, or or it should be as polarizing as it is. But I like the conversation around what, if, if a platform, social media or otherwise, has a standard of service or a terms of service that says you can't use the word grapes. And somebody who's particularly VIP. important and comes out and just says grapes, 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 do you kick them off the platform or do you recognize that maybe they're trying to make a point and that's an important part of allowing speech on your platform this is not about free speech by the way i don't we've had this conversation yeah. that's that's right. not the same argument this is what can and should Zuckerberg or Facebook as an entity allow on their platform? Because it's their choice. They can editorialize all they want. They can be hot garbage. They deserve criticisms if they are doing things that are unethical or things that look like they're unethical or things that are just plain weird. That is a legitimate criticism. It should be part of the conversation. But I think on the surface here, this particular issue, like do you let an algorithm shut somebody up or not, in my mind, it's just as dangerous to say, you know, we have an algorithm and it shuts everyone up equally. um, And we're, you know, we're working on the algorithm. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Right. Like how, how does that help us move? There's gotta be,
0: yeah. There's gotta be a reason that everyone does this. I I say everyone like Twitter and Facebook and probably all the other social media stuff. Right. I I, I know for a fact that Twitter does it. And I now know that Facebook does it right. Sure. And that's what makes this uh, blue sky stuff from Twitter interesting as well, because Mm -hmm. you even have the heads of, well, at least Jack, the head of Twitter saying, look, I don't want to be making these decisions. I don't want to be responsible for building uh, an algorithm engine that does this. I don't want to be responsible for moderating, you know, what
1: what, Jim says to Susan
0: or whatever. No, thanks. I just want to provide the technology.
1: Yeah. And And I'm sure. Well, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I'm not sure of actually, but I hope what leadership or, or again just the entity of Facebook or companies like it are doing in this case is they are using a human to make a judgment call it might not be the right call it might intentionally be the wrong call for specific you know self-serving reasons i don't really care what what the answer is there but at the same time they're trying this is what i hope they're trying to improve the algorithm so that they don't have to do the human side right? Like they are really trying to use something that is capable of getting all of the data together and then making a good judgment call without a human needing to be involved in it. But we've talked about why that's risky with artificial intelligence as it stands today. If you've got a an automated baseline that is making judgment calls, and it's not human readable as a, a, an AI, right, as, as code, then do, are you really just going to leave every judgment, especially when it's related to someone as important as the, the head of state for the United States of America or other countries like or 50 cent it, or 50 cent. Exactly. Like that would not be cool. <laughs> Anyways, I like, that's where it's, uh, you, you're going to get hate on either end of that spectrum. I yeah, think right sure. now having humans in there, making some of those judgment calls is fine and they're going to get ragged on for it. And that's fine too.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know where I stand on this. You think it's okay that they just got added to a free pass list? And said, hey, post whatever you want, it doesn't matter. Your content's not going to be moderated. It's outside of the algorithm. If it gets Is flagged, it not gonna we get automatically... moderated though. No, that's what it,
1: that's it, what they say. I mean that's that's what the document like, says. literally no one's gonna look at it or make any kind of judgment call. No, 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 you can do what you want.
0: Well, it might get flagged and right, maybe something gets, you know, if there's enough attention drawn to it, but uh then it may go up the chain like the the, the Trump yeah. thing did to, to Zuck right and you sure. made a decision to leave it up but rather than it getting automatically taken down yeah it may just get flagged and gets in a bucket somewhere and i,
1: I think i would like to know but more about who's not being flagged right like if if it's actually 50 cent then you know i'm a little skeptical yeah. that this is necessary but but if it's if it is heads of state if it is important yeah um, it's politicians
0: it, it's celebrities high profile users all of them well 5.8 million of them around wow. the globe so just basically your top your top nearly 6 million uh, people, pages, users, yeah, whatever right. it is you want to say, right? Whether that's heads of state or it's, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson um, well, or whatever.
1: Ethics aside, I get why they would do it, right? So if you look at it from a self-serving or even a, a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders, yeah. the people with the most followers, if they say stupid stuff and it gets you more clicks... Good on you. Is that okay <laughs> right. for society? No. Is it okay for yeah. shareholders, which is who they're responsible to? Yeah. Yeah. People forget that Facebook isn't here to to like do good by you. They're here to make money. <laughs> right. In fact, it's That's the right. only legal responsibility they have, which is make their their shareholders more money. That is their even know only that it's a legal legal responsibility. Legal would you call it, it a you legal have a responsibility? Fiduci- you have a fiduciary responsibility to your shareholders? Yeah. That's why you get okay. sued when you make okay. bad decisions. Yeah, sure. Yep. That's no, true. absolutely. It's it's I'm yes. I'm not saying it's literally the only legally binding thing that a platform has sure. for responsibility to the world, but but they're definitely not here to like rub your belly, tell you everything's okay, or be good people. They are here to make more money. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on here. Uh, what else? Uh, tomorrow is Apple's launch event. I'm not going to touch on it today. We're not going to speculate. We'll just react to stuff as it comes out uh, tomorrow. Uh, although I think Wednesday we've got a special show with, uh, with the Bunks. He's got some stuff going on. I think he's joining what? us on Wednesday. He wants to talk about a couple specific things. So that'll be a fun one. So we may not even get to Apple on Wednesday. We'll talk about that probably on Friday. Get some hot takes on uh, whatever it is they come out with. AirPod 3 and one terabyte iPhone 13s or whatever it is. So, what else we that's got? Exactly
1: I think that's the only thing we should do is we should make predictions. It's going to have marginally oh, more storage and memory. Uh, <laughs> right, the screen yeah. is going to be the best it's ever been and better than ever and quantum. Notch is going to be uh,
0: 12% smaller.
1: Uh, they, they're not even going to have a notch this year. No, they will. Uh, let's, they let's, will. Nope. Nope. It's gone. Um, this is my predictions. You do you. Okay. Uh they're gonna add twice as many cameras. Again, for no reason. <laughs> Some of them won't even be to real. They're just gonna have lenses. Um but they're gonna be capable of doing really cool things, just like everybody else, but they're gonna say it's different and unique and amazing. Uh oh, fine, heads up
0: too. It might be. Apple, <laughs> so Apple just released a uh, a notice that if you are a motorcycle rider, I and saw you this have your iPhone. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have it in your pocket while you ride uh, due to the <laughs> vibrations, right? Or or you shouldn't have it like strapped to a bag that's like on the bike because the intense vibrations of the bike break the camera. So, be careful. Be careful. Yeah, well, I don't know what the I don't know what you put it in like in like a some sort of air-gapped container in a backpack or something. Uh, you know, yeah. how do you how do you do that? Just,
1: just buy a so. phone that's not that sensitive, really. Would Boom! Is your problem. A ca- a if you ride respond. a motorcycle, there, okay, there you go. I wonder why that is. I wonder if that's because of like mechanical image stabilization stuff like that. Um, I would imagine that would be where stuff those floating lenses probably don't like getting rocked around too much. Um, no, but uh, it what bigger battery marginally probably faster charging. Um, they'll somehow find a way to release a new dongle, even though the phone is dongleless. Um, what else?
0: And you're right. It it affects the uh the OIS, the optical image stabilization. Ah, uh, nailed it. Which automatically adjusts the focus in the the camera.
1: Which is super impressive. I feel like we talked about this last year, but um yes. it is super duper impressive that they have image stabilization in lenses that small now. And I'm yes. almost certain that that's like Samsung doing that, so thanks Samsung. But uh that's that is wild. I mean, that form factor and actually having mechanical image stabilization, that I remember when the handheld cameras like the size of your fist first got that and it was it was a big deal for clear image right wild yeah. wild wild that it fits in a form factor and there may
0: be one. other things that you're doing too uh, it, it just it, it, it associates it with motorcycle riding but it says it's recommended to avoid exposing sure. your iphone to extended high amplitude vibrations so, so within certain i guess frequency
1: ranges don't have an iphone if you frequently fly in turboprop private airplanes either or Mm. go boating or experience with both of those i've never actually been well that's not true i was on a small turboprop plane when i was in australia to go out into the bush very deeply across some of the salt flats which was cool um they're loud and they vibrate a lot so i would imagine that that would be a no-go um which i actually like of the list of things that do lots of vibration there's like you can't take your iPhone on roller coasters now, Um, or is it a specific? Yeah, but amount that's not prolonged. Like, like,
0: like, if you're if you're riding how long does for it like need to hour, be
1: to f up that thing?
0: I don't know. It, it says it prolonged.
1: Day, does a day at Disney wreck your phone, or or because you stop Probably and not. wait in line, does it not?
0: Probably not. But if you're cruising on Highway 66 for like an hour and a half, fifteen minutes every other oh, day,
1: so it's not fifteen minutes. I don't know, bro.
0: Let's move on. What else you got? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, have that you installed actually Windows 11 like yet? Uh, no. Can you? I don't think I have. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. haven't even tried. Um, oh, I just noticed because I pulled up the page to, to make my joke about Facebook and, and doing well by its people, uh, its owners, not its people. Um, <laughs> you wanna, net income. You want to guess what the year over year increase in their net income was? Uh, for Facebook? Yeah. The year-over-year year increase. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 38%. I don't know
0: 100. I mean.
1: 100. 100.73%. Their revenue is up fi- almost 56%. 55.6% is revenue. And the net income is up 100% over last year. What the world? what? Their net profit margin is up almost 30%. Oh, that's what I thought you asked. Net profit. No, margin. no, no. Net income. The profit margin is kidding. up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an insane increase in profit margin too. Like, holy cow. Yeah. What did Facebook do this year? I guess they figured uh, out- Everyone stayed home. More? Good. Everyone stayed home and got advertised to yeah, and started but how buying did you, Oculus I, Quests. I totally get that. But how do you increase profit margin by 30% just because people stayed home? That's actually pretty dang impressive. Mm. Less surprised about the income, more more impressed, is that even a word? More surprised about the, uh, or impressed, there it is, surprised and impressed. I made a new word uh, about that increase in the profit margin. That's crazy. Cool. Anyways, moving on. Um, What else do I got? Uh, Google.com apparently is getting dark mode, and it is slowly but surely releasing people. That's actually what took me down the rabbit hole with my kids' email addresses, because I went to go look at, dark mode and i went to go look at settings and somehow i got into something Good. that showed me my my kids accounts uh as far as i can tell i do not have dark mode and that makes me
0: everything sad. should be dark mode it frustrates What's me about- when i see like professional twitter people posting screenshots of their mobile and it's it's what, what do you call it not dark mode what do you call that not dark day light m- mode not dark light mode yeah light mode. i i'm like what are you doing unfollow <laughs> Last Un- respect to you. You're not Un-
1: Never talk to me. Lose For my while
0: number. I was <laughs> Two years ago, yeah, exactly. Lose my number, even though like they don't even follow me, and I just follow them. For a while, I would. I, I just recorded. uh like here's how you go to settings and enable dark mode. And I just started responding to people with that. That would post that. Not even responding to the content they're sharing, but just hey, turn on dark mode. <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, yeah, uh, if no, you can't I, tell, I feel strongly I it. about. Dark I mode, can tell so. you feel strongly about
0: it. It should be the default everywhere. It's like it's scientifically proven to be better for your eyes. You no, it's better, a better for your battery too. Yeah, it's better for your battery, but you also don't want to blast a ton of light at your eyeballs and then expect you to read the non-lit like the the black sections, right? What you want is to present a black background and then you read the lit up sections, right? Think about like a construction paper and you write on it with some neon highlighter stuff. It's so much easier to see. Than a blaring reflective white page that has some, you know, some black writing on it.
1: I love that we just found know, like the one it. thing that you get angry about. Whereas, Russ and I, angry, like every other, like, oh, you're you are you're impassioned. Angry is the wrong word, you're right.
0: I am confused um, why no one else sees it to the level that I do. Default, this is everyone should totally be
1: niche thing that you're willing to die on a hill for. Sure, <laughs> I love it, I think it's great. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, I will admit that I like mustard, but I don't really care what kind of mustard it is. There's like 12 kinds, and I'm sure that somebody else is out there like, you've got to have this kind of mustard. Yeah.
1: Also, by the way, this is strictly talking about Google.com. So when you go to Google.com, the page you are presented with will now eventually apparently have a... a dark mode. You can do like in Chrome dark mode on all the things and all your like non css backgrounds and stuff can be dark easily enough. But now Google, Google News, all of the all of the results pages, those can and will uh, allow dark mode for some people, I guess now and eventually I hope it goes out to everyone. It says it's going to reach everyone over the next few weeks, quote unquote. So mm. yay for that. So basically you're logged so whenever you go to Google.com, if you're
0: logged in then it remembers, oh, hey, Tyler Gates likes to is. see Google.com in dark mode, right? Correct. Is that how it works? Okay. That cool. That is apparently how it works. So well, I'm going to go wait. try to manage my Google account and figure that out right
1: now. Oh, 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 you do actually have to. It's not where I thought it was in the settings. So settings, search settings down in the right-hand corner. Search settings, turn on save search. Nope, that would be terrible uh personal results no, no popular just so text where's dark mode no well, i don't know oh where is it it wait appearances where's appearances search settings appearances no it's not in there okay so appearances apparently don't have it yet. that they're adding yeah you'll uh you'll get uh, appearances will show up in the search settings section. So if I go there right now, all I get is search results, languages, and help. If and when you get dark theme versus light theme, you will get an appearances tab and or not tab, just uh, link and and then it's there. So sadly, I do not have it yet. So I'm going to have to wait up to quote weeks. Okay. That makes me sad, but I'm excited. Uh, that is one of those totally unimportant things that is all just fuzzy on the inside. Um, yeah, I got what is one.
0: very important is it, go, go to go to twitter.com. Click the little three dots at the bottom on the thing on the left. Click on display and then change it from default, which is light mode, to either dim or lights out. I use dim, but uh, do it now. Okay. In fact, stop listening to this and go change your Twitter.
1: Go change your Twitter. <laughs>
0: go ahead. <laughs> what you got?
1: Um what did I oh uh so there there were some details that came out about the um US uh house infrastructure bill. And and you probably uh I think anyone who's listening has probably heard that that is fairly contentious. It's a large funding bill for all things United States, basically. Yeah, it's like three and so and a half it, trillion? it's massive. Exactly. Right? It's three and a half trillion it is absolutely monstrous. So of course it is always embroiled in a lot of uh hullabaloo, but um, there are some details that came out. It is a 645-page document right now, and I believe that's, oh, that's the House. Bad. The House Ways and Means Committee is uh, released a markup. So this is it's a markup. It's not done. This isn't uh, you know sealed in blood or anything. But um, they released specifically in on Ars Technica, they dove into some of the details about uh, some of the the upcoming proposed, since it's not finished, um, electric vehicle uh, tax credits. So mm. um, one the one thing that really jumped off the page here, it, it, there was a little bit of a Twitter back and forth um, that I was part of. This is probably a few weeks ago now, but um, I, I imagine leading up to this draft, right? The the folks in the House have been arguing about you know this provision versus that provision, and somebody pointed out that there were um, income limitations for getting the tax credit for electric vehicles. And uh, I think some of the early ones, which I imagine is coming from- uh, well, We were talking about the price side. of the vehicle.
0: There, well, wasn't really, it like so Audi it that too. was pricing your vehicle at like 39K? That's
1: what started it. It was the article and then about- And you unlock yes, the
0: rest of it or something You could immediately.
1: unlock half the battery- by by paying a third party afterwards. Yes, that that exactly what the article was and that's what it was dumb. saying. So, so it and it is in my opinion it's very dumb because I, and and for some reason other than I understand this is literally coming from a political organization, so it's going to be political, but in my mind if if the goal that everyone seems to agree to some extent we need is to incentivize increasing the number of electric vehicles on the road. It, let's assume that's the baseline. I, that's probably not true. I'm sure there are some people in Congress that are like, no, I don't think we should incentivize that at all. That is not something we should be doing subsidies for or providing tax credits. Fine, different argument. And for everybody that's like, yes, but let's put rules around how, I don't follow. It should be a pool of money that incentivize the purchase of an electric vehicle with the express mm-hmm. intent of getting more electric vehicles on the road. If that's the end goal, then putting, you know, corralling electric only or hybrid which ones well uh this i think is saying ev only and it's literally. well what would you say are you cool with that oh uh oh me personally i i mean without getting into i think where where the political stuff comes from which is what are we trying to incentivize why are we disincentivizing certain things if the goal is to get uh like to Line in the sand. Then no, I, I don't well, see. There's I lost you for a second. For a the
0: goal is to what? Something about if a line the goal in the sand? is.
1: To, oh, I was saying like like if the goal is to march towards carbon neutrality or or net mm-hmm. carbon, you know, negative. Right. Then no, hybrid vehicles don't make a whole lot of sense. Right. I, I think we're and I say that from a technological perspective. I think we're at a point with electric vehicles that you can get far enough that you really don't need. hybrid solution for them anymore. I think for a while there, cost of batteries in particular and the amount of energy that you could actually get and the efficiency of the motors and stuff like that, you really did need hybrids um because you just couldn't get the range uh, or reliability out of out of an all-electric vehicle. Like we're way past that. We we've got cars that are easily going three, four hundred miles on a on a full charge. Battery tech has gotten to the point where it's less expensive, it's more safe, blah blah blah. So And the the intent is clear, which is, like I said, just, I'm guessing it's environmental. Um, So if you you get over that hurdle and your goal is to incent more EVs on the road, then deciding how much the EV should cost and deciding who should be able to take advantage of the tax credit, I think is kind of silly. Like, get the pool of money, have that, because the point being here, right, that there's a maximum credit you can get, period that's fine, right? You do want to bound how much an individual can so that somebody doesn't just go buy, you know, basically create a tax shelter out of a, an all electric Rolls Royce. That's right. There's really no, that's not an equitable way to look at something like this. But if, if the maximum tax credit you can get for a vehicle is $12,000 or 12,500, I think if every single thing, of, uh, some specifics lean into that particular number in this, uh, this edit, but, um, then then who cares who gets it? Who cares who buys it and gets the tax credit? It's a maximum tax credit. It's another EV on the road. Yeah. Accomplished goal. Yeah. But, yeah. but instead, they put in some, some gates. Now, the gates definitely changed from the beginning of that conversation because I noticed uh, here are the things that jumped off the page. One, the uh, the folks that are going to be impacted by income limits is for every $1,000 you make over the thresholds, the total tax credit is reduced by two hundred dollars. The thresholds are eight hundred thousand dollars annually if you file jointly six hundred thousand if you file as head of household and four hundred thousand otherwise. That's what? a pretty small group of people like yes really small <laughs> so, group of people hi Mark you're, you're basically I mean, like, basically only I mean, excludes Russ. Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, like you, you're, but, but even, and this is where the criticism comes from me, right? All you're criticizing there is unmarried high earners. Uh, Yeah. Like that's 400,000 is a high bar. Don't get me wrong. Uh, It's a small percentage of the overall U S population that's going to have a tear in their eye for this, but they're out there. And it's like, why, what, what, what did you just do other than not, they're the most likely to walk out and buy an EV.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's higher than the, like the top 1% of your average car car age buyer person, you know, that's, that's like the the top half percent.
1: Right. The first numbers I saw, I think were quite a bit lower than that too. Like the, the phase out. So this is basically, we have a phase out, but we don't really have a phase out, but at the same time... (laughs) you're restricting like what 200,000 people in the United States. And it just seems yeah. bloody arbitrary at that point. The argument that they're making is that they've got enough money. They won't care. It's like that you're missing the point, right? Like it's a, so, it's a tax credit. It's yeah. tiny. It's limited. Just, let people do it. The other one that stood out before before I let you jump in, then you can give me all your thoughts. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. The costs, which is what our you know Twitter conversation. Thanks for reminding me, was all about. Um, they they said in order to qualify for the tax credit, a sedan must cost less than fifty five thousand, a van can't cost more than sixty four thousand, an SUV sixty nine, and a pickup truck not to exceed seventy four thousand. I thought a those are interesting, um, and b they're higher than the, the yeah. first uh, numbers that I had seen. Because just as a point of reference, if I remember correctly, if you're configuring like a Tesla Cybertruck and you go for tri-motor, all the bells and whistles, I want to say it was that projected was 69K. So this is like all the things. It's, it's curious. Uh, yeah, limits.
0: the tri-motor was more than 69. It was like... It I was don't like, think so. Was it?
1: I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I swear... I'll look, I'll look while you yeah, tell us what you feel know. about it.
0: Um, I know my brain is trying to search through the catalog of, of when I was looking up the, uh, the Cybertruck thing and interesting. The F-150 lightning starts at like 39. So try uh, No, my, my question to you was,
1: or go ahead. You found the Tri motor with, Oh, with full self-drive. Wait a second. Yes. The tri- oh, they changed it, but it didn't. It didn't used to be an extra 10K. If you pre-ordered a Cybertruck last year, the TriMotor 699 included full self-driving. No, it didn't. If I'm not I could be wrong, but no. I thought it did. I, I
0: went I went like day one and I went to go reserve it and you could pay 10K now. And Elon was like, you know, if you pay 10K now, it's gonna be a deal because by the time it's fully developed, we're gonna start charging 15 or 20 K. You should just go ahead and reserve it for extra 10 K now, right? And basically all you do is you Uh-oh. pay hundred bucks to walk in the price of 10K. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it says that full so, self-driving yeah. added selecting full self-driving today will ensure will secure your price as it's included yeah. okay all right so maybe yeah, i'm wrong and so that that pretty much expressly prevents the high-end cybertruck so it it is like this is aimed at tesla and that wasn't the only thing in the build that seemed to be aimed at tesla too another one is that uh some i think it was four thousand let me find the actual line item four thousand or forty five hundred dollars uh, of that credit that max credit that twelve five number that i threw out Said that it right now that forty five thousand or forty five hundred number is anchored to vehicles manufactured in the United States in a unionized facility. That's very political. What? In the United States. It's, it's okay, political. so this, this is where
0: one of my that's where one of my questions was going to be. If I go in to buy an electric vehicle, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just average vehicle buyer, or whatever, and I and I saw news about how the you get the tax credit, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just thinking, hey, I get to pick anyone I want. It just makes me wonder if there's going to be
1: it's, it's a sneaky the little, trick.
0: yeah, the little like uh, you know um, small print on the this vehicle that says, oh, this one doesn't qualify, right? Or you you upgraded it to the point where you paid a thousand dollars more for this extra feature, and now you don't get the seven thousand dollar, you know, one for one tax credit. So mm-hmm. something to look out for if you're going to go do yeah, that. And well, certainly I mean, something I'll pay attention to on the Lightning whenever we get that next year.
1: So Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, obviously, this stuff's going to change these drafts yeah. never end up being the the final and they can change a lot, but um, I'm really curious to see where it is and we'll certainly keep y'all updated on it. But I was, I was glad to see uh, some of those numbers had already changed from some of the earlier uh, and, it, and it looks like it will open it up to a little bit more, but I yeah. imagine a lot of people are assuming they're even paying attention are going to be a little miffed if they were thinking they were going to get the high end Tesla um, and they just, dropped off, uh, the ability unless Tesla pulls, whatever that article was talking about, where the truck 69, nine and the 10 K for self-driving comes as a second through a, uh, you know, a third party or something like that. Like if it's a follow-up sale, just to check all the boxes. And that's, that's the other running joke about this kind of political maneuvering is that companies will find ways around it that are perfectly legal. It's just stupid. It's wasting everybody's time.
0: So have we played out what this looks like if if everyone or nearly everyone or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, percentage wise moves to all electric, you know, just skip right over hybrid moves to all electric every now and then. And I just don't know. I haven't done the research. I haven't seen what's out there. You know, you see all these people mm. decrying like, oh, well, the electricity is coming from coal plants that's powering the vehicle or, Goodness. oh, well, you know, the coal or the cobalt mines and, uh, sure. the, you know, unethical treatment of the humans that's mining this and all this kind of stuff. And we played Absolutely. this out like if, if we if we're using our tax dollars to incentivize people buying these vehicles, and you know you're getting seven thousand dollars back from your federal uh, uh, taxes that you're paying, and everybody goes and does this, what happens to our our infrastructure, our power grid? What happens to the supplies you know for batteries and like I mean, on the on the plus side, you certainly will see innovation around battery technology. Uh, For sure, but I'm just curious how that plays out. I I have no idea. I haven't just haven't done the research.
1: I I think that it's a good conversation to have, um, uh, Mm -hmm. and it it is absolutely something that we should be discussing. And some of those things are very real. But I also think it, 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 even on the surface, without digging into it, because I too haven't done that research to any great extent, a few things jump off the page. One, coal fired fired power in the United States is is already down a lot. Is it done? No. But are we increasing coal? Firing for net new electric demand, highly unlikely, right? Most of net new demand is going to come from natural gas because it's very inexpensive and widely available. And that's that's not the best thing in the world, but it's a whole hell of a lot better than coal when it comes to carbon. Um, renewables obviously are, are increasing whether it's solar wind or hydro all of that right the those numbers are going to continue to go up because it's kind of kind of a similar argument you're building building new infrastructure we're incentivizing that as well right um mm-hmm. and then when you talk about things like cobalt those are very real problems as well but look like even just go back into tbp episodes or go look at elon musk's tweets we we as uh the United States, our producers are actively trying to get rid of some of that stuff in the supply chain, and oh, okay. some, some are very explicitly like cobalt is one of them because of where it comes from. So some of that strategic, it we don't want that, right? We, 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 we would like to. We would like to. Oh, I said, where do you get your cobalt from? Mostly China, right? Or or Asia? But China, mm-hmm. I think China specifically is one of the major yeah. exporters of cobalt. Um, so it's strategic as well as a move towards trying to be cleaner. It's it's both, right? And, and this is where more research is probably necessary. If you're not building batteries with cobalt, are you doing it with something that is inherently more abundant and less expensive and more clean? Maybe, maybe not. The strategic side of it is a lot more easy to understand. If the only place you can get cobalt from is uh, another superpower and there's only one, that's that's not ideal for your marketplace, sure. right? That's the problem we're having with chips right now. We, we Our supply chain was not um, robust enough to deal with even small perturbations in the supply chain. And it takes so long and the barriers to entry are so big to go just create a new plant capable of doing the stuff that we've got hundreds of thousands of trucks sitting around and washing machines are slow for delivery and prices are going up uh, as, as you'd expect when shortages are, are found. It's a, it's a similar problem there. You don't want cobalt because cobalt right now only comes from a really small number of places. And even though it right. was, quote, the best thing at the time, that's a terrible supply chain to have or yeah. supply chain problem to have, I should say. So uh, all I'm saying is we're we are not trying. We are succeeding in making general power distribution more clean. Yeah. You're seeing tons and tons of more renewables. Texas is like 25% renewables already, right? And and we're obviously an oil and gas friendly state because we've got tons of it. And we're 25% renewable energy supplying our grid, which is deregulated. It means it's not attached to the rest of everybody's. But the point being, we're incentivizing that. We're moving in the right direction. So I, I think I think that's fine. I think the bigger problem is batteries, um, which you kind of brought up with cobalt and stuff like that. We have to and I think some of this will work itself out, supply demand, like we have to figure out how to recycle them efficiently because yes. they are going to be Dude, incredibly I'm tired of throwing wasteful. Dude, yes. and so that I think that's a huge, huge problem that we need to I've address. I've felt that ever since I was a kid,
0: you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. oh, seriously, yeah. like since I was seven. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, why in the world? There's got to, like, <laughs> surely the grownups are realizing that this is <laughs> not right, you know? We got to do something She's better sad. here.
1: Yep. Well, and, and so, I think we already have, right? Like, it's so much easier and less expensive to get your hands on various nickel metal hydride, uh, yeah, rechargeable, lithium, ion, like, lithium ions, rechargeable yeah. batteries are a lot more uh, available now than they used to be when we were growing up. I mean, batteries are the the handheld battery sort of stuff. Your double A, triple that but sort of But even still, I mean, people are buying there's still those. tons, yeah yeah those double
0: a triple a like yep. just packs of gum you know what i mean
1: Al- alkaline batteries are still still huge 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 business a- and i don't Chewing see that going away comb. like we're we're not yeah. we're not really there yet when it comes to i think the smaller side because one of the the one of the nice things about alkaline batteries is one i think they're very inexpensive to produce i don't know a ton a ton about them but the, yeah. <laughs> the the other really nice thing about them is that um I think they're they're abundantly available, right? Like it's it's easy to make them. That's part of the reason that they're yeah. so inexpensive. They're also safe. I still don't like, like using them, though, dude. They, like can they I buy are flashlights? less likely to explode in your face. Yeah, than a lithium oh, ion true. battery, and so that's true but but those those are i think those are all considerations regardless though we're moving in the right direction we're getting better at electricity storage if we solve like the storage problem at scale which we really haven't done well yet um then i think a lot of this stuff will get flipped on its head because you you can rely even more on stuff like sun production and wind production which aren't as uh, reliable in the sense that if it's cloudy you get less energy production if it's not as windy you get less wind production right um that's what i mean when i say reliable so maybe predictable is the better way to say that um better broader battery technology and and i'm using the term battery there like massively people have talked about harvesting sun to pump water to the top of a giant you know water tower and then having it run back down and basically producing hydroelectric at night that's a battery in the sense that it's storing a bunch of potential energy and it's converting it back to to the grid later but um all of those things i think contribute to the baseline which is if if people move to consuming more electricity the backfill is going to be more dominantly the new stuff which is cleaner stuff
0: yeah yep um dude so this other thing came up let me flip back over and find it here. It's an update for you. So we talked about fusion in, fusion energy the other day, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, and this article here, I'm reading it out of, uh, what's this called? Exponential View? Exponential View, yeah. yeah it's one of the newsletters I sign up for. So oh. they're writing, it's been an incredible year for fusion technology. And in one of the previous... Um, uh, newsletters they wrote about new fusion lasers that can spark an explosion from a peppercorn sized fuel capsule and produce a historic amount of energy that sounds cool i want to go read about that uh the fusion startup commonwealth fusion systems where ev member uh dan brunner is the company cto they just reached another milestone they built a 10 foot high 20 tesla magnet right remember we talked about this so here's the crazy that thing cool. on it that, yeah i did not realize this though so it's the most powerful magnet ever we talked about that ever created mm-hmm. uh, of its of its kind uh, according to one researcher the difference in terms of energy consumption is stunning though this is what blew my mind a typical copper conducting magnet consumes roughly 200 million watts of energy or uh, one bitcoin transaction uh, to produce a confining magnet <laughs> it's a joke uh, to produce a confining magnetic field this new magnet uses about 30 watts holy factor- cow what Yes. Yes. A factor of around ten million decreases wait, wait, wait. In the amount of what did energy they needed to produce a similar field.
1: The first one, what two hundred? What the kind? first one is two hundred. Two hundred million no, watts. Two hundred million watts. But what, what? It was just a copper conducting magnet, right? Yes. So it a typical this, copper this conducting magnet. This is exactly magnet. what we're talking about. This yeah. is the difference. This is why superconductors are such a big freaking deal. And I know we went down yeah. a total rabbit hole, which is in my, my mind super exciting and interesting. Blew my stuff, mind. But 30 watts. That's what superconductors do. Yeah. Because when you apply the current, as long as it is cool enough to continue to conduct superly, <laughs> it's not a word. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then then you get your magnet. You get your magnetic field. And that's that's why superconducting magnets are such such badass technology. Um, I had no idea that it was that many orders of magnitude more efficient, though. That is insane. This felt like
0: something that should have been in that other article we were looking at. Yeah, it should have been. But a 10 million decrease in the amount of energy needed to produce a similar field as that copper conducting magnet that 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 takes 200 million. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like moving to LED light bulbs or something.
1: Maxwell, Um, thanks, man. Defining that physics for us
0: yeah i thought you'd like that one that one was crazy
1: no that's insane that is absolutely insane like i said i i know i mentioned it last time i think i mentioned it every time somebody even drops the word fusion i am so excited because i think we're going to get to see scale fusion reactors in our lifetime like we're so close to having a sustained reaction now stuff like this like think about that 10 million reduction oh my goodness those those are the kinds of changes that are absolute sea changes in making making the equation work itself out right now now if we can just figure out how to keep it suspended in basically space on earth then then we don't melt everything around it boom we got ourselves a well, literal boom
0: <laughs> yeah cool. um, so another follow up that i found on things we've talked about previously there's there's rumors obviously about the apple car they've confirmed they're working on it and then there was all kinds of different rumors about Apple uh, courting companies. I don't, I can't remember mm. what some of them were maybe Kia or Lexus okay. or I don't know like what partners. it was. Right? Yeah, partners. Uh, but they they came out uh, last week and said that they're going to develop their electric vehicle completely independent without the assistance of another automaker. Basically, saying we're going to be an automaker. Uh, so they're currently going through selecting final parts suppliers right now. That's crazy. So,
1: that's that's really interesting. Good also, something mind blowing just happened. My Google main page is dark, but my searches <laughs> just now, are not. As you were talking about it, I didn't change anything. What is that? Just a Chrome thing that maybe happened. I don't know. It just happened. It's crazy. So you just Anyways. had to start talking about it. I did. I had to listening? talk about it. I well, that's possible, but I don't know. They would have to be listening through Alexa right now. I, th- I think I have a Google Home device or two, but I don't think any of them are plugged in. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't put it past Google to have worked out that problem. That's awesome. (laughs)
0: The the other thing, sorry, on the Apple car, (laughs) uh, one of the reasons they're deciding to do this is to avoid further delays.
1: Ah, cool. Well, I'm genuinely surprised, and I guess I'm on record as being just totally wrong here. I am surprised that Apple is legitimately trying to release their own car. I kind of feel like it's dumb. Obviously, they're going to prove me wrong because they're pretty good at everything that they do. But why, why, oh, why would you go from being a PC and hand, like, handheld device manufacturer, even if you're top of your game, to cars? Like, what? Because they're
0: watching Tesla with a with a valuation that's like thirteen hundred times earnings or something. That's a, stupid. That's fair.
1: That's fair. All <laughs> right. I guess. I don't know. I. I mean, look. Yeah. It, and if, if they, they can succeed, sell a six hundred dollars set of headphones. If yeah they, if they can it's sell 600
0: headphones yeah <laughs> they can sell a fifty thousand dollars car
1: uh i still well For sure. no i mean i guess the margins must be a lot better on producing the whole vehicle than they would be on producing you know like the the innards i would rather see all of the cars have like an apple caliber infotainment system than well, you know, just an apple car personally yeah you know they will dude we'll have mm. and that's that's what I know, we're is. getting closer to that all the time we're, we're doing that with you know android auto and uh what is it what's carplay right yeah
0: but that's not even close android auto and apple CarPlay, not even close when you get in a tesla and you're you have oh, the, menu, the settings and all that that feels it. like the settings on an iphone that's exactly that's why, what it
1: feels like that's why i want apple and and google why not those two i don't that's fine I just want them in all the cars. I want their infotainment system. I want them to play nice with both standards, which means Apple's out of the the equation because they don't play nice with other people's standards. But they should be... Infotainment systems should not be developed by car manufacturers because they tend to be terrible at it. And and it'd be great to have somebody like Apple or Google or both of them actually soup to nuts designing how that stuff works so i like i want the apple car division to just make everybody's infotainment better i don't really care about apple's car well personally. i mean that's what well, let's see, when it comes that, out right? great well it isn't it isn't though You're kind that's of already doing that software on top i know but that's not the same because soup to well, nuts you, you is mean where... like
0: doing the full settings of the yeah, vehicle well yeah so the other car manufacturers aren't just they're not even to the point where they have settings to the level of like what Oh, Tesla I does
1: but know? but they all also have disparate but, yeah. levels of infotainment awesomeness, right? Like Dodge yeah, for sure. versus Ford versus Chevy versus Tesla obviously. It like yeah. they, they don't even they're all over the damn place and quality they is are. all over the place because they're not software developers and they don't do that Correct. as well, even if they're pretending yeah, to be now. It's ridiculous, dude.
0: When I bought my F250, part of the, you know, sign for the paperwork and drive it off the lot thing was the seller uh, at the dealership, checking a box that said I have I downloaded the Ford MyPass app or whatever the heck it's called, Ugh. and I was like, "Why am I doing this?" And they're like, "Oh, well, it'll allow you to do this, that, and the other thing with your car." And I'm like, mm, uh, "What?" <laughs> and it's only it, it's like it's like information around how often your car has been serviced or something like that. Like, wow, what? No, sorry, huge, huge. yep, yep,
1: craziness. Crazy, cool. crazy, crazy. Uh, crazy. One other
0: thing I found to follow up. Sorry, got a bunch of follow ups today and then we can shut no. this thing down. All, all the last one here is a U.S. judge just ruled that only natural persons can be recognized as patent inventors, not AI systems. Now, I, I don't uh, yeah. think this isn't over but this was just a recent sure. judge ruling, right? Which sets the precedents and people refer to it and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there are, especially in this article specifically, there's a an individual, a guy that is pushing for neural network rights, right? So his whole thing is he's pushing for the ability for neural networks to be able to invent things and earn patents that then protect uh, them and can earn, um, you know, royalties based off of it. So, but recent US judge ruled that only natural persons can be can be recognized as patent inventors. Wow. So, a little bit of that's, progress uh, there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, I, that's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. And I'm sure people are finding to progress, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, something. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit of ruling. If it's, it's in, progress in the right direction. <laughs> the discussion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's progress in the discussion, is all I mean. Like somebody saying yeah. or ruling something.
1: So. Somebody's trying to make a decision. Hopefully they're trying to make the right decision and not just, you know, eating something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's cool. That, I, that space is going to be an interesting one to see. And, and the uh, thing that I think is really neat about that is that I can't really even imagine the problems that are going to get caused one way or the other yet. I can't sure. really wrap my head around how important that decision is. But I get this sinking suspicion that it's going to be really important one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to know how bad or good we did until it's too late. And we're going to have to go back and fix it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, this is crazy though. So not crazy, but it's, it it gets super interesting. So in this article, it talks about that guy, uh, Stephen Thaler, Thaler, T-H-A-L-E-R, founder of Imagination Engines, a company in Missouri. He applied in 2019 for two U.S. patents describing a food container based on fractal geometry. What? Uh, And an emergency light beacon. (laughs) Sponges are for geometry. It's okay. That one makes sense. That one makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <won't> make sense. <laughs> uh, instead of putting his own name on the applications, though, he gave all the credit to DABUS, D A B U S, in all caps. So, obviously, an acronym for something, a neural network he built and claimed came up with both creations. So, he's saying the neural network came up with both of these things. And so, rightfully, it deserves the patents, not him.
1: That's weird, though. Like, yeah. why? I wanna like okay, fine. On the surface, that is an argument. You made an argument, but why are you arguing that the AI deserves the patent? And what what ramification does that have? Because I just I don't I like I said, I'm having I'm having trouble imagining the downside of one or the other, like Mm -hmm. in a catastrophic sense, but I have this sinking suspicion that there is one. Like this is it's going to matter more than I feel like I'm wrapping my head around right now.
0: Well, what he's saying, he's saying that he's fighting for inventor rights of the machines, primarily to prevent humans from stealing ideas generated by computers and taking all the credit. So who cares?
1: <laughs> right? That's, who cares? Are they supposed to
0: work for us? I, you know, I don't know.
1: Rats are people too. Oh wait, like I don't. I. Yeah. I it, that's what I'm. I just. I'm missing something. Like, that sounds like a weird argument. Hmm. Yep. Like the machines deserve it. That's not an argument. I mean, technically, it is an argument, but it's not one that makes sense to me. This guy seems <laughs> interesting. He
0: goes on, he says, humans are denying those rights in the first place, being stuck in an age-old paradigm rut in which only wet computers, he's talking about brains here, count. So the thing yeah. inside your head, he refers to He's a goofball.
1: <laughs> he's trying to give, he's trying to, it sounds like he's trying to like personify computers at this point just because yeah, they're a neural network. That's silly. We're not there yet. Look, if if a computer starts like telling us how they feel about it and it feels bad, then then we can open up a conversation about whether the computer that feels bad about their position in the world should should get creator rights. But we're not there yet. <laughs> hmm. We got a long way to go.
0: It's been fun talking to your wet computer today, Tyler.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I enjoy using my wet computer on a regular basis. Oh my goodness, wet computer. Get out of here. I get it. It's clever. Uh, I got nothing. Well, oh, shut it down then. Let's get out of here. Yeah. It's time. No, time no. enough. That's, yeah. These 30 minute shows sure have gotten along in the tooth, haven't they?
0: Yeah. The, with what, an hour and some change now? <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners.
1: Yeah. Well, S- we send hope you you're it. your complaints to the complaint department. Yep. The, if you already have the email, don't worry about it. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we love your feedback. So give it to us on Twitter or at the complaint department. Um, Again, we're not sharing that email again. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Thanks for subscribing. And uh, come and join us. We're doing our shows live in Telegram in the TBP community uh, thread. And uh, it's it's actually a pretty cool platform. So we'd love to see you there live.
0: Yeah, and you can get there by putting in your browser that's going to be in dark mode. Just type in T, like the letter, like Telegram. So just T.me slash tech breakfast. I'll take you right to it.
1: Easy peasy. We'll put it in the notes again too. Thanks everybody.